Welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. Matt and Dez Gonzalez are the founders of Kingdom Culture Ministries, a nonprofit organization that specializes in training, consulting, and resourcing leaders. Join them as they talk about life, family, faith, and all things prophetic. Now let's get to today's episode of the Matt and Dez Experience. Welcome to the Matt and Des Experience. I'm your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. And I'm your other co-host, Desiree Gonzalez. Hey guys, on today's show, we are having a conversation about overcoming intimidation. You know, this is a follow-up episode to a previous episode that we recorded a few weeks ago on activating your voice. Yes. You know, there is something that is taking place right now where we're wanting, we have a passion and a desire really because we feel like this is God's dream that people would activate their voice right now and, and step into this full moment of destiny where your voice synchronizes with heaven and causes creation and the world around you to come alive. Come on. And so this is really something we want to go after right now and, and really just have this conversation about. I would also uh, encourage you. I spoke a message this uh, past Sunday at our church, the Mission Church here in Vacaville, and it's available on our YouTube channel. If you'd like to check that out, make sure you go to our YouTube channel, Matt and Des Gonzalez. But let's get this conversation started, babe. Let's do it. You know, guys, there is an onslaught and I'm, I, I'm not going to I choose my words wisely, but there is an onslaught right now in America against believers in Christ. Uh, Ultimately, I believe the onslaught and the attack is to get you to be silent, to intimidate you. So that way you won't be a voice. You will not be a voice of direction. You will not be a voice of love. You would not be a voice to help awaken destiny within people. You know, one of the things that I'm really passionate about, especially living in California, there's certain things that Christians or a a believer in Christ or even a pastor is looked down upon. They, you know, don't talk about politics. Don't talk about identity. Don't talk about some things, you know, let's not talk about education and sex education in schools for kids, like certain things that we're, we're supposed to be silent on. And really what I believe it's a spirit of intimidation. Yeah. And I believe that even as we travel, that it's it's not just America. I mean, I feel like it's way beyond the borders and it's probably a worldwide thing. It's an attack, you know, onslaught of the enemy to try to get us not to walk in everything God's called us to walk in, really. Well, here's the other side of that coin. And I believe there's two sides of this coin, babe, is that the Bible lays it clear that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So this intimidation, the spirit of intimidation, I want to make clear right. that we don't, our battle's not against flesh and blood. Yeah. And I, and I see sometimes people who have religious tendencies try to make it about a person. Yeah. And, you know, we can't fault a person for not having uh, the understanding, the love and the and really the substance of what the kingdom of heaven is supposed to look like in their life because they haven't had an encounter. And so their expression of the truth of heaven is going to be limited. But on the other side of this, I believe there is a spirit. It's a spirit that tries to intimidate. It's a, it's really, you know, it's the spirit of the age right now. And the spirit of the age in America that is trying to use intimidation to silence people's voices. And guys, I got to tell you right now, right now is not a time to become silent. Right now is a time to be a voice of love and direction. Love and direction is, is what people are looking for. They want to know what they were born for why they were born. They want to understand their destiny and the full fulfillment of that and what that looks like. And let me just say this, that yes, it is not a wrestle against flesh and blood. That is not our wrestle. It's in the spirit realm. But just like we can partner with heaven 
to see the kingdom of God released here on earth. People, the enemy uses people, you know, to carry out his exploits. And so people can partner with these spirits. And so we want to give you a few um, just insights and, and even practical things that we've walked through and how to handle that. What do you do when you feel like you're dealing with a person that is carrying the spirit of intimidation and you come under it when you're in their presence? Well, we want to give you some tools and how not to do that and how to still love the person and separate them from the spirit. And the spirit of intimidation, it affects every realm of society. It happens in church. It happens at our workplace. It happens amongst family members. You know, there isn't a spirit of intimidation that tries to get you to come underneath that. And it happens in many different realms of society. So this is actually something that we want to give you some keys, some tools, like that said, of how we've seen this aspect broken in our life. Because we want to see that. We Right now, I'm so passionate yes. about this, babe, to see people activate their voice to become a voice, not another echo. We don't need echoes we need clear voices in america right now right and so just just kind of an echo what matt already said um a few episodes back that we talked about activating your voice and if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to that one i would highly suggest go back and listen to that one and then listen to this one so push pause and go back to the other one i feel like it's a great um starting place because this is just a journey that i'm currently going through and getting breakthrough at a just a whole new level in my life and you know, it, it's been a long journey of overcoming fear. You know, mm. I've, I've dealt with fear on different levels in my life. And um, I got to the point where I'm ha- we're having this conversation about what does this look like um, and not, you know, coming under fear or overcoming intimidation. And then I was like, wait, well, are fear and intimidation the same thing? Let, let's dive into that because I feel like there is a distinction. You know, we read in the scripture, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And yeah. and so I think we associate that scripture with fear. And, and obviously it says fear there, but when you look at the, the original, it actually is more related to the, the word intimidation. And it's God has not given us a spirit of timidity, which is, yep. is, is found in intimidation. And let me just define that real quick. Fear and intimidation, just out of the dictionary, fear in in the short form of the definition is fear is a strong emotion and anticipation that something bad's going to happen. Okay, so there's fear. And let's look at intimidation. It's the root of timidity and it's lacking courage and self-confidence in an area. Ooh, that's so good. And to me, that's a distinction. Yes, a very big distinction. So, you know, guys, I believe a prophetic picture right now is found in 1 Samuel 17 of the spirit of intimidation. And, you know, it's it's a story that we all know, maybe grew up hearing, you know, the story of David and Goliath. Uh, I would encourage you to take a new uh, look at this just at this passage of scripture, because I believe there are keys for breakthrough right now for overcoming the spirit of intimidation. And it's so interesting because here you see the army of God. You know, we we, we see the, the Israelites and they're in a battle array and they're going to battle the Philistines. And you guys, some of you guys may know the story. And so as they're about to go into this battle, uh, the Philistines, they sent out this huge giant called Goliath and it breaks down how big he was, what he, what he wore. I mean, he just, he was a massive giant. And it's interesting because the thing that Goliath says is he, in his words, he uses intimidation against the armies of God. You know, he basically says, you know, who is going to fight me? Do you guys not have a warrior that can take me out? And he makes this 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 promise. 
if one of your warriors will kill me, our whole army will serve you. But if I take out one of your greatest warriors, your whole army is going to serve me. And it was really, and you're actually your whole nation is going to serve me. And so it really was a spirit of intimidation. But there's something that happens with Israel here. And I think it's so significant because this is how the spirit of intimidation actually manifests. And it's in verse 10. It says, and this is um, what it says about the Israelites. It says, again, the Philistines said, talking about Goliath, I define the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. And it says, when Saul and all of Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. And that word dismay is very significant, guys, because it actually means this. Get this. You ready for this? It means to be shattered, fractured, and broken. So intimidation wants to shatter your image, break it, and cause you to be confused and dismayed of who you are and who God is for you. I mean, that's huge. I mean, it says they were broken. They were broken. And what intimidation does, it wants to get you focused on the problem rather than the solution. It wants to get you so broken that you're so intimidated that you lose your sight of who you are in Christ and who God is. And I think this is interesting, babe, because... What happens in this passage of this of this whole battle, David and Goliath, and I love it. I mean, David and Goliath, I love this story. And you see bits and pieces of the DNA of this of this story throughout Hollywood. I mean, they may not talk about David and Goliath, but the whole thing of someone who faces impossible odds and to be able to rise up and just have victory over that which is impossible. And it's actually a phrase that's used in sports. It's used in sports so many times of, oh, this team was the, 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 the David that took out the Goliath and took out the one, the champion who was supposed to win. And so we see this spread out through all society. But what I love about this, babe, is that I do believe that the spirit of intimidation, the root of it is to get your focus once again off yourself and off your God. And this is the difference. Israel, because they came under the spirit, spirit of intimidation, it cut off their ability to bring God into the equation. Yeah. I mean, that 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 just blows me away right there, is that it the root of intimidation is to get us to not bring God into the equation, into our conversations, into our battle. It gets us to look at the problem that it's bigger than ourselves. It has the ability to magnify the person who's actually releasing this spirit of intimidation or the problem or circumstance that we're facing. Yeah, and and let me just interject really quick and be super honest and super vulnerable. <laughs> like as we're talking and, and opening up this conversation, I'm having a hard time right now. Yeah. Like I feel a swirling in my head. I feel like I can't think straight. I feel like I can't articulate what I'm feeling. And so I wanted to address it and be super vulnerable with you because this is what the spirit will tries to do. And you got to recognize it and you got to deal with it. If you're passive and you just sit back and just sit down under this thing, you're not. See, this is what we're trying to release is that breaking intimidation takes courage. It takes courage. And you have to be willing to stand up to it when it's trying to come against you. And one thing that I, you know, we've been talking about because we've been talking about this because we've seen it so prevalent right now in people's lives is like a lot of times fear, I've dealt with fear in situations as far as the emotion of fear. So what does that look like? Maybe it comes in the form of anxiety, worry, 
you know, it's the expectation that something bad's going to happen. So that can yeah. that can manifest in a lot of different ways. Whether it's you know thinking of things that are going to you know you don't have enough money or you know just things with your kids. You're just dealing with that anxious feeling of, of fear. If you want to call it an emotion, I would say it's, it feels like anxiety. I mean, that's what, how I would describe it. And so dealing with that and overcoming that, oftentimes I feel like it is a little bit of a different approach than to overcoming intimidation. Mm. Um, you can obviously do some of the same things to, to break it and overcome it, but I feel like there is... Um, there's some practical things that we can do to overcome fear in our lives. And also there's some practical things that we need to do to not come under intimidation. So good. And we want to get into that. Yeah. So once again, taking it back to the passage of, of David and Goliath. And uh, I just appreciate your vulnerability, babe, because this is, we keep it real here. This is, this is how we do it. We keep it real, you guys, and we want to keep it authentic. Yes. And so the whole thing with David and Goliath, you know, it blows me around. I grew up in Stockton, California. Shout out to all my Stockton friends and family members that are listening to this. One thing about my growing up in Stockton is whenever uh, growing up, we had a fight with somebody, the odds were never even. And so it's just interesting to me because many times when we get in fights, it usually was two against four, uh, four against six, or you would get jumped. I mean, people would actually jump you and the odds were never in your favor. I hated it because I'm like, man, we're going to fight one on one. Let's fight one on one. But don't jump me. Don't don't get your friends. And it's just it's not a it's an unfair advantage. And I believe that's what intimidation wants to do. It yep. wants to get you in an unfair advantage. And this is what I never understood, babe. I never understood this about Israel. I'm thinking like, right, Israel, you have an army of a thousand. Why didn't you guys just group up and take out this giant? <laughs> right. I mean, it gets you to not even see the the options. It gets you literally to, to feel powerless. Whoa, I felt that. Something just shifted. That's what intimidation does. It limits your options and it limits your ability yep. to connect with others. Yep. Because at the root, it wants to get you in an unfair advantage. It wants to get you back against the wall where you can't see any options. You can't see the relationships that are there for you. You can't see your community. You can't see the ones that you can team up with right. to be able to fight this battle. And that's the root of intimidation. It wants to isolate you. And it goes straight after your identity. Yep. Straight after your identity. At the core, it's like you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You don't have enough money. You will never overcome the battles you're facing. You don't have the resources that you need to step into the dreams that are on your heart. It gets you to the point where you feel powerless. Because right, once again, like you said, babe, I believe the intimidation, the spirit of intimidation is to get you into confusion to take your identity. Yeah. Could it be in America right now, some of the identity stuff that's happening is because, once again, it's a spirit of intimidation. It wants to get people confused. It wants to rob them from their God-given uh, identity that leads to their destiny. It wants to stop your progression, your forward movement. I mean, think about Goliath. He paralyzed them with intimidation. He broke them. The battle was already won. For Goliath, there wasn't even a physical battle. And that's what intimidation does. It wants to break you emotionally, spiritually, and in your identity. So you won't even get up and fight. Intimidation's it, a bully. It is. A it's bully. a bully. Mm -hmm. It wants to bully you. Goliath was a bully. Mm -hmm. And he bullied with his words. And that's what's happening in America. Is we have bullies that are, with, are partnering with a spirit of intimidation to bully people. To break them down with their words. 
to get them blinded. No, shut up. Don't say anything. Don't want you to speak. You know, it's better, uh, you know, some of that old old saying growing up, it's better that you're, you're supposed to be seen, not heard. Don't rock the boat. Don't rock the boat. Don't speak. Don't go after something. But I'm telling you guys what. I'm not standing for it. We're not standing for it. We're hoping that this message impacts you in such a way it not only gets your voice back, but it, it allows you to see the root of what you're fighting. Because sometimes, yep. sometimes the battle's won on the battlefront of just knowing who your enemy is. Hmm. And sometimes you just need to know the enemy you're fighting. And I believe sometimes we're pulled into battles or we're fighting battles or we feel the resistance of battle, but we, we don't even know the enemy. It's good. So... Here we have David and Goliath, this whole battle. Israel's underneath intimidation. They're broken. They're dismayed. They didn't even bring God into the equation. And I would say this, babe, what are some, what are some ways that a person can tell they're under a spirit of intimidation? I believe one of the things is that your identity is, is challenged. You feel confused. You feel uh, overly exhausted and tired. It saps your energy. They even want to fight. Yeah. I mean, look at, even look at the Israelites. They were, it says they were battle weary, 40 days, battle weary. It drains you. It wants to take your energy. It wants to confuse you. It wants to get you to not see God in his beauty and being magnified around you and in you. You know, there was a season of my life where I, I felt like I was just dealing with fear. And then after coming through, realizing that it was, it was much bigger than just me personally dealing with fear, that I was actually under a spirit of intimidation and it was actually connected to a Jezebel spirit. And so I, I don't want to go too much into that. And that's kind of a, another topic. But there's definitely intimidation partners with Jezebel. So maybe we can do that on another episode. But I didn't realize that I was under this so strongly until after I was out of it. And some of the things that I noticed that that I dealt with during that time was I literally had changed my personality to accommodate that spirit. Wow. Um, Wow. And another thing that I noticed was I would always make decisions based upon what that person that was partnering with that spirit would think, think of my decision. So I felt powerless to make my own decisions and what was right for me or my family, I literally had them in my mind in every decision I would make. And that sounds very drastic, but that's that's literally how, how drastic it was when I was in that place. And another thing that I realized that I was dealing with fear at an exponential rate in my life, that mm. I felt anxiety mostly every day for about a five-year period of my life. And it wasn't until after I got out from under the spirit of intimidation that I realized, oh, that wasn't even my battle to fight. I wasn't, it wasn't just a, oh, I need to overcome fear in my life. The fear was masking itself to make it look like it was just my battle. But I was literally under the covering and the umbrella. Unknowingly, I put myself there. And of course, I would have never intentionally done that. But unknowingly, the enemy lures you into this place, and yeah. sometimes it's out of a need that that the enemy tries to lure you into this place. It was out of a need of of connection, a need of friendship, a need of wanting to feel that that place where I wanted to feel safe ultimately. And the enemy so hijacked that need mm. and got me to partner and come under this spirit that is so wow. vile, and it robbed a lot of time, a lot of energy, 
a lot of me being able to pour out to others. It robs so much from my life. So I am very (laughs) passionate about this subject because I actually had to go through a time of deliverance after that season. And I'm not trying to say this to scare anyone. I'm not saying that that's going to be the case for you, but it's possible. And so I want to shed light on that because if you feel like you're under that spirit of intimidation, if you want to say Jezebel, if this thing is controlling your life to the point where you cannot see who you really are, you cannot make decisions for yourself, you are, are being controlled in your emotional life to the point where you cannot come out of it, that as a believer, you should not be living like that. And I'm telling you from experience that oftentimes when you feel like powerless, you feel hopeless, you feel like you can't separate from it, that there is is a bigger thing going on. It's not just, oh, I need to overcome fear in my life. Yeah. Okay, well, that that's part of it maybe. But that's not the root. That's not the um, that's not the giant, if you will. That's good. You know, Matt's talking about David and Goliath. You know, you can cut, you can kill fear in your life, but if you don't cut off the head, mm. you have not not cut off the spirit behind fear, uh, the spirit of intimidation that rules fear in your life. And so, oftentimes, I I do believe that somewhere along the line. There was probably a person that was partnering with that spirit that that got you to come under their their covering, if you will, under their control. Authority, yeah. Authority is a good word because a lot of times the enemy will hijack those people in your life that are supposed to be safe places. They're supposed to be Mm. people that are supposed to protect you and be that safe person. And if they are operating in that in that intimidation and control over your life that you literally it attaches to your identity and that's what it's trying to go after the enemy does not want you to see come on who you are and this is going to take some courage it's going to take some courage to come out of it to separate yourself from that spirit to get deliverance if that's needed and meanwhile i am not saying that you are just supposed to disconnect from anyone and go live on an island. On the contrary, like you, the biggest thing that I feel like I've been learning in this season. And again, on the, on the podcast that we had a few weeks ago about activating Activating your your voice, voice, this is all behind that. This is behind the scenes of that story. You know, it's one thing to say, Oh, I'm activating my voice and I'm going to go do it. And I'm going to step out and speak. That actually was a prophetic act for me to to step out and speak, even though I didn't feel like I had a voice. So there might be some of that. But behind that was really, I need to to not partner with the spirit of intimidation over my life. Mm. And there's going to be some action steps that the Lord is going to tell you to step out in and give you opportunity to see that broken in your life. And it's going to look different for all of you, but there will be some things that you're going to have to take action. Because again, remember, we're coming out of this place of timidity, of intimidation, where we feel powerless and we feel like we don't have control over it. And there's going to take courage yeah. to step out in everything God's, who he says you are. And it may look like doing things that are uncomfortable. In fact, it probably will. You will do things and be called to do things that are uncomfortable because it's who you are. And if you're under that, you feel like you can't do that. The truth is you can. The so truth good. is you can. Well, I think that's really good because I think what you were saying, even if you compare it to the the, the story of David and Goliath, intimidation wants to stop your action. It wants mm-hmm. to stop your progression. It wants to stop you in the track, wants to break you down, and it wants to take your options. And I think that's the biggest thing 
that I see with people who are under a spirit of intimidation is they feel like they have no options. They can't see options. They can't, they can't see choices that they can make. And I think it's so interesting because first of all, I, we, we said this earlier in this show, but I want to just reiterate this and, and bring another perspective to this. You know, part of this is that we have to realize we're in a spiritual battle. And, and, yeah. I, and I'm seeing as we travel, I remember uh, when we first came into the kingdom in the early, when I got saved in 1994, everything was a demon. I mean, everything was demonic. There was yeah. rocks. You stub your, your toe, you know, oh man, the, the spirit of this made me stub my toe. And it was just like, everything was, was demonic. Yeah. Everything, it was a battle. And now we've kind of gone on the other side of the pendulum. That's so true. Yep. And so the other side of the pendulum is like, oh no, like we do have victory, but there's still an enemy. There, there's still dominion. There's still ground that we have to take. But here's the balance of this. Yes, we fight from victory. And the greatest form of spiritual warfare is divine displacement. So good. It's seeing the negative and replacing it with the goodness of the kingdom. Right. But unless you're aware that you're in a battle, and that's what I'm trying to address, is I think we've gone so on the other side of the pendulum that we, we've started with the spiritual warfare and everything was a war, that we've gone onto the other side where we haven't even become, we've lost our awareness of the spiritual war. We've, so uh, we've lost our awareness that there still is a battle. But here's a picture. I like to see it this way. Like, I fight from victory. We're already champions. Like God has made us champions because of his victory. Now this is about taking dominion. And in taking dominion, there's still a war. There's still a battle. And I like to say it this way. If I'm a boxer in a ring, I have to be aware that I have an opponent opponent that's going to throw some punches my way. So I have to take the position to have the awareness of the punches that are coming at me. And what I see right now is I see many believers that are in the ring of battle. They don't even know they're in a battle. And so they're getting hit left and right because they don't understand they're in a battle. They're not aware that they're in a boxing ring. So the enemy is taking advantage and just swinging and hitting them. And they're not in the right position. And the right position is that we're always in a battle position, but we're aware of our victory. And we're aware that our victory is taking dominion by replacing or displacing that which is coming against us with the goodness of God. And the spirit of intimidation wants to get you blinded about your options and what you can bring to the table. That's so good because the reality is you can read every self-help book out there (laughs) and it's not going to help you overcome this. Yep. It's a spiritual battle. But again, we're not saying that we have to go fight for victory. Nope. No, we're not actually saying that. We actually already have the victory. It's about discovering and walking in that which God has already given us. Yeah. The enemy is blinding us to see from seeing that we already have the victory, that it's already in us, that yep. he, we already have everything we need to overcome everything that's thrown at our, at our way. And I believe some of what's happening there as we're, as we're conversating with different people, I, I love creating word pictures to kind of give people a, a glimpse of what's happening. You know, if you have an aquarium, aquarium where you have fish involved, you know, fish are in the aquarium. Many times in order to clean out the algae that could affect the water and make the water muddy, you have to stir up the water to find out what's going on in the water. So because many times that which creates the algae settles to the bottom. And so there has to be a stirring up of the water to find out where all the debris is. It has to be removed from the water so that way it can be pure. And I feel like that's what's happening right now with some things is that the waters are being stirred. And, and if you feel like things are happening around, you have no language for and you and you're feeling this. Take a step back and ask the Lord, hey, what's going on right now? This can't be me. Is this something I'm picking up? Is it a battle? Is you know what's going on right now? Because I do believe we're in a season where 
we're not only getting our voice back, we're getting our fight back. Yes, absolutely. And absolutely. so to just encourage you, it's time to get your fight back. You know, one of the things I said this past Sunday, and I, I want to just, we know that we love revival. We love moves of God, but we also are passionate about reformation. And I believe that revival awakens the heart but reformation takes the heart that's been awakened and causes transformation in society. Yes. And so we have a mandate as a believer to transform the systems of the world. But one of the things that happens in the marketplace, in in our place of influence, whether that's education, business, government, arts and entertainment, is that the world system will always test your value. The way they test your value is by testing your character, pushing your buttons, mm-hmm. intimidating you. But what happens is that when your value is tested and you survive the system, it proves your character. But when you survive the problem, it reveals your God. Come on. And you said something in you said something earlier because I, if we're going to if we're going to impact and reform the world's systems, there are real problems that are happening in these broken systems that we have to be able to fix, but we can't fix them if we come under a spirit of intimidation where we can't see solutions. We can't even see options. And so it's going to be hard. So this is really a test. If we can fight this at a personal level, we can defeat it at a corporate level. Yeah. And so I love what you said earlier, babe. We can't just knock down intimidation. We have to be like David and cut the head off. And, you know, God gave me this phrase this weekend, and I just want to release this over you right now who are listening. When you can disconnect the head of the intimidation of the obstacle that's coming against you, you now be able to stand on the body. And I want to prophesy to you right now that your next platform of influence in the kingdom is the stuff that you used to run from. Come on. We can't run from things. We have to face it. There has to be a action to the thing that's coming against us. We have to take a stand. And so um, before we begin to to transition off this, this, uh, this episode and, and uh, bring it to a close. What are some practical things that we can leave, babe, of how to break intimidation? I know one off the bat is what David did. You have to remember your past victories with God. You have to bring to remembrance. He took out the bear. He took out the lion. And so his confidence was that he was able to bring God into the equation. It was the difference between him and Israel. Israel came under intimidation, couldn't bring God into the equation because their perception was altered. And that's what the Timothy says. It wants to alter your perception perception. But if you can remember the past of what God brought you through the previous breakthroughs, he did. If you can remember those things, remember what he did. It causes a courage and confidence that you bring God into your equation. Absolutely. So number one, realize it is a spirit. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, right? And remember, it's going to try to attack your identity. So if the enemy is trying to throw lies against you regarding who you are, do the opposite of what the lies are. Come on. So the second thing would be go to scripture. What does God say about us? What does he say about you? Did you know that there is 168 
places in the New Testament alone about who you are in Christ, we need to know, we need to know what what the word of God says about (laughs) us. And so I would encourage you to put some of those key scriptures, even in whether it's in your car or on your mirror when you're getting ready and just begin to meditate and, and just memorize those things and just feed yourself with truth. And so the third thing would be out of that place is to listen to any prophetic words you've received over your life about your identity, who you are, who does God say you are personally, and just put them on repeat until you believe what they say. And that's good because what did David use to cut off the head? He used the sword. The The attack of intimidation is used words against you. So you got to use the words that are for you to cut off the head. Yeah. Yeah, and I I would say number four would be, again, get your eyes on God, not on the problem. It wants, the problem wants Mm. to look so big, right? So that you're powerless against it. You have to know there's options. There are options. And the options are already laid before us. God has already given us access to those options. We just have to activate it and believe it and, and, and step out in it. So get your eyes on God, not on the problem. So how do you do this? I want to just speak really quickly to how do you do that? When you're feeling so overwhelmed, you're feeling fear, you're feeling anxiety, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling like you're under control and intimidation. How do you break that? This is just super practical because... I feel like I've had to do that in in so many different levels of my life. And for me, I would get really frustrated when I was feeling that way and I would go to to be alone and, and just pray. I was trying to connect with God and I would literally feel so defeated and I would feel almost worse after. And I'm not saying don't go pray. Please hear what I'm not saying. But I just, you know, what I was going to say was what was so interesting is that I think in the early days, I tried to put Saul's armor on you. And so I think this is good for for couples is that the way I got breakthrough, I tried to give that to you, but everybody gets breakthrough differently. So like one of the things made for me was that I got breakthrough by listening to sermons. I know you have to know your trigger points and your tripwires. So the things that that trip you up and the things that stir you up. So I knew the things that stirred me up. And so it was sermons, it was messages, it was conferences, certain things that stirred me up. But that wasn't the way you got stirred up. And every time I tried to push you that way or try to do that, it, it didn't work. I would literally feel more alone yeah. and more defeated after I would do that. I would put worship music on, you know, do the things that you you know that are good things to do to connect with God. Yeah. But when you're under that, and I want to specify that I would do that in other times and be in, and connect with God in that way. I, it wasn't like all the time. I'm talking specifically when you're under that fear, spirit of fear and intimidation. That was not my way to get breakthrough in that moment. Yeah. I want to I want to be specific about that. Uh, but what I came to find out, and this was after some time, guys, of trying to discover how do I get breakthrough when I'm in that moment. I came to find out is I had to connect with God in the way he created me. We mm. connect with God, every one of us, in a different way, depending on who we are, who he created us to be, so our, our gifts, our callings, our talents, our personality. God created us unique, right? And so when I discovered that I connected with God so quickly when I would do something creative, it literally would be a, a shift. Mm. Like if I was feeling really overwhelmed and I would go and I would do something I love to do, and it sounds like how does that even correlate? But when I would go, like I love projects, I love to do like painting furniture or something like that. And so when I would go do that, I would literally, whatever was trying to come against me would just break off. And it was it was crazy. Like I was like, wow, I literally feel God more right now than I did when I was trying to pray. 
And again, I'm I'm not saying that I, I didn't pray. I'm saying in those moments where you need breakthrough in that way, you know, be open to how how you connect with God may look different. It's okay if you need to go for a walk, if you need to just go and and go for a run. You know, some of this can be a physical thing as well. Yeah. You know, some of our 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 issues that in our spiritual lives are like exaggerated because our physical bodies are not taken care of. Mm. And so that's a whole other subject, but there there are practical things you can do with that as well. But the last thing I would say is First of all, you're not alone. This is number five. You're not alone. So do not isolate yourself. That is, uh, you know, one of the biggest tricks of the in the book. You know, the, the enemy tries to isolate us so that we feel like we're alone and we feel like we have no one. And, and it gets you to that place where when you're not seeing options, sometimes you need to get around someone that can see it for you. And that's okay. That's not weakness. That's actually maturity. It really is knowing that, hey, I need to reach out right now because I'm not seeing who I am and I'm not seeing my options. So I need to reach out to someone that I have allowed to speak into my life and and they can remind me of who I am. And that is okay. That is needed in our life. Mm. No matter where you're at or how long you've been a Christian, we all need that in our life. Come on. You know, today, lastly, we'd like to leave you with this final thought. You know, I believe defining moments take place many times in our defining battles. And in this moment of defining, this is the defining moment where you may be facing a spirit of intimidation. Remember this, this moment will not define you, but you will define it. It's good. So if you're dealing with intimidation, we just want to pray for you right now. I declare over you that the spirit of intimidation that has been trying to overcome, try to uh, overcome you, try to take control of who God says you are and how you see God, your perception right now. We just break that off right now in the name of Jesus. And we say like David who rose to the occasion and overcame Goliath and brought God into the equation. Uh, we just say right now that we just release the kingdom of heaven over you. And we say that that the God of heaven steps into the arena of your life right now. And every intimidation that tried to dis- bring dismay, that tried to break you, that tried to shake you, that tried to hit you at your core. We say all comparison, all insecurity, inferiority breaks off you right now. And we call forth that warrior inside of you mm-hmm. because you were created in God's image and likeness. Your God is a warrior and he is the one who wins the battle we call that side of god's nature the warrior to rise up within you and that you would get your voice back and you would get your fight back in jesus name amen 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 well guys thank you for joining us today on the matt and des experience if this podcast has enriched your life please help us by rating it leaving a review and sharing it with your friends and family it will help us to extend our influence. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. Until next time, this is Matt Gonzalez. And this is Desiree Gonzalez. We're out. Be blessed. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Matt and Des Experience. This podcast exists to inspire and motivate you to transform the world around you. Continue the journey with Matt and Des Gonzalez by liking them on Facebook and checking out mattanddes.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.